Hello listeners and welcome back to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This is episode 22, Thermo Deregulation. So happy to have y'all here today. We know you're excited to get to the story, so let's jump right in. Mavis gingerly taps the side of her apartment vid screen and then presses a few of the faceplate buttons just for good measure. Unfortunately, she realizes, her ability to mend flesh and cybernetics does not extend to vid screens, and the electronics whine a bit painfully before clicking off with a spark. Mavis sighs and makes a mental note to order a replacement screen on Reed's tab before collapsing back onto her couch. Feeling herself succumb to the exhaustion of the day, she begins to drift off to- There's a chance I could have been doing something in that time. Okay. Is it drugs? Uh, No, it might be manufacturing some drugs, because the other thing I know how to make is a keep-you-the-fuck-awake drug, and that seems like it would be really helpful right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, uh, you estimate you have about an hour or two of energy left maximum before you're going to have to start taking exhaustion penalties. So, uh, how long does it take you to make these drugs from scratch? One hour, but it also takes me 200 eddies of materials, which is fine, because I was working on getting in contact with Gizmo. Do you remember the medtech boy? Yeah, you can say if you would like to, you know, having seen the way Sedoi was looking, you feel like it might be a good idea to basically create some medicinal speed. Yeah, yeah. Now, the question is, are you staying up until 4 a.m. to do that? Because that doesn't really seem like what your character would do. Oh, no, hell no. I wouldn't be up at 4 a.m. My hope was I'd be done by now. Okay, (laughs) makes sense. So, you still can't get in touch with Gizmo, but by 8 p.m. you're able to source basically everything you need through the nearby medical supply store that we talked about earlier, and by 9 p.m. you've created your search. Now, the 200 eddy question, what do you want to do with it? The reason I made them was because I noticed Sadoi was uh, flagging a little and uh, is helping me out by making me some cyberware so I don't die. You gonna go knock on her door or just leave it there or slip it through the mail slot? I'd just knock on her door when I'm done. I don't know if interrupting hurts, but... (laughs) Okay, Sadoi, you've been lying in bed, tossing and turning for hours, trying to fall asleep for what seems like forever. The LCD display on your bedside table says it's 4 a.m. And as you move to get up and go get the drugs we were just talking about, your limbs feel like heavier than normal. When you finally manage to lift one of your arms, you feel your consciousness slip away and you awake at your workbench with a start in front of a half-finished cooling system. The kitchen clock says it's still 9 p.m. and you've been asleep for the last few hours, dreaming about not being able to fall asleep. The fuck, my back, oh, oh. This is not good place to fall asleep. As you slowly regain consciousness, you realize your soldering iron is also melting a small divot in your living room table, and there's someone knocking on your door. Your body aches and you feel your joints creak as you stand and compose yourself a little bit. You walk to the door and open it and see it's Mavis. You interrupted my flow. Uh, I'm sorry, I just, I noticed you look kind of fucked up earlier. Damn fucked up. And then you were you were gone for like, well, I don't know, like 18 hours or something. I pull all nighter designing this cooling system. Yeah, I, I, I figured. I ain't deaf. I can see that metal nose. Did uh, I not like literally tell you I was doing coke? I'm doing coke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what I mean is, if you're going to be up all night here, look. And I uh, reach into my lab coat 
and pull out a uh, glowing vial. I think it's probably bright green and possibly giving off quite a bit of light. Look, why don't you let a professional take care of your staying up needs, all right? What in the ever-loving fuck? Right, look, this ain't no street <laughs> drug, right? This is medtech shit. I don't need to inject it, do I? No, you don't need to inject it. And I pull out my air hypo <laughs> and just start loading it in the end. <laughs> this little beauty, it's called Surge. You can only use this once a week, but I can't make that much of it anyway. Shit's expensive. Is it going to, like, really fuck me up after? No, no, no. It's actually going to be pretty fucking great. I might be a little rough around the edges. I ain't stupid. I know what y'all think of me, but I'm damn fucking good at my job. So here you go. And I just, like, jab it right into you. (laughs) Oh, God, at 9 p.m. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Without necessarily 100% getting your consent, (laughs) Mavis grabs your arm and shoves it in there. And you're like, whoa as you feel a surge of energy rush through your body. You still feel kind of tired, but it's more of a thing of like your body and mentally you're feeling tired, but you're awake. You start noticing that any sort of feeling that you had of like, uh, maybe I should go to sleep soon has been replaced with, no, I don't think that's going to be possible for a while. How do you feel? (laughs) This is interesting. Right? I wouldn't plan on sleeping for about, oh, I don't know, 24 hours? I probably shouldn't mix coke with this, right? Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) I did not check if that was fine. I'm sure it's fine. Um, You'll be fine. Uh, One thing's for sure. You'll be super fucking productive. Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, I have work to do. You get your surgery tools ready, yes? I think when you come back from doing a sleep... I will be ready to have install. Ah, sweet. And I'm not going to sleep, I do not think. No, yeah, anesthetic is going to be hard, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll wipe the old scalpel off on my sleeve and I'll, uh, I'll get back to you in the morning. Good luck. If you have a heart attack, call me. <laughs> uh, I'll try. I'll yell really loud. Your room is next door. Yeah, true, true. All right, Mavis heads back. So I roll fabrication expertise. Okay. So it's a cybertech roll plus one. All right, no issue. 22 and 21. All right, so do I, you finish constructing the first one? You begin to feel your body, like, think about getting tired when you're constructing the next one, and then the surge just hits your body again. You're like, yeah, you feel fine. This cannot be good for me. <laughs> you blast through the next six hours without a problem and create a second one. Uh, at this point, it is, let's see, uh, it's about 6 a.m., <laughs> I'm going to go knock on Maeve's door because it's 6 a.m. and I'm done and I'm awake. Mavis, you wake up in a start. Meta is laying next to you and just sort of looks up a little tired and then goes back to sleep. You look over at your clock and it's 6 a.m. There's barely any light coming through. It's fucking early. Oh, jeez. First time Surge uses. God damn it. <laughs> I like pull myself out of bed and, uh, and wander over to the door very, very, very slowly pull open the door and be like, what? You have destroyed my ability to have any sort of sleep whatsoever for the foreseeable future. I have finished this. When is your sleep schedule to be finished? Oh, well, 
Well, I ain't getting back to sleep now. Jesus, it's it's, it's what like six a.m. Yeah, I ain't getting back to sleep. Come in, we'll put some fucking coffee on or whatever. Okay. So yeah, you invite Sedoya in. You pour some coffee. Once I've got coffee in me, I can be like, so want to do this? Uh, how long is this going to take? Depends how, uh, how good I am at this. It's been a little while since I put some cyberware in, but I'm sure I can get it done. So mechanically, how long is it going to take you, though? Okay, installing cyberware takes four hours. Oh. If I fail, it destroys it and wastes two hours instead of using four hours. Oh, boy. Holy shit. Okay, since it's about 6 a.m., it would make sense. You spend about four hours installing it, and that's about the time everyone else wakes up. I have some chunky DVs to go for as well. What's your typical installation? Mall, clinic, or hospital? I would say it's a clinic. Mall is basically like anything you get tattooed or given by like a street vendor. Clinic is like you got to go in and sit down in a chair. Hospital is like they intubate you and knock you out. You ain't getting knocked out uh, (laughs) because you can't go to sleep, but... Yeah. Yeah. This should be okay. It's a DV15 and I have a base 12 for surgery. So don't roll below a three. Yeah. Kind of a shitty scenario, but surge don't go so well with local anesthetics. So, uh... (laughs) You're (laughs) fucking kidding me. Okay. You'll be fine. You tell me I have to sit here for four hours getting my fucking arm cut to pieces. Well, it's and, not to... I have to feel every... Give me <laughs> my fucking synth coke. It's not to pieces. Like, I ain't cutting your cutting your damn arm to ribbons. Get the coke from my room. That part there connects to there, and that part... Also, synth coke don't go so well with local anesthetic either. The fuck you talking about? Local anesthetic? Do you mean surge? Because I have no local anesthetic since you don't give me any, so synth coke should be fine, yes? Well... You, you said... You said... Yeah, no, okay, you're right. Yeah. with... with yeah, you've got me there. Um, <laughs> well, fuck. Okay, hold still, and I'll go and get you your goddamn coat, you drug fiend. <laughs> Why? I am not going to see through four hour of fucking surgery, feeling everything without also being on fucking coke. Okay, well, so long as you can trust yourself to sit goddamn still while you're hyped up on synth coke, you'll be fine. Otherwise, I'll be attaching this to the wrong goddamn nerves in your arm. And it won't be my fault. Da! Having retrieved the synth coke, you begrudgingly sit down, just rip a fat line of white lightning. You start feeling a lot better, and then the cutting starts happening in, and and while it has deadened a bit of some of your nerves so that it feels better than it would, it still hurts a lot. Yeah. Uh, Can I get a resist torture slash drugs? (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. Oh no! Oh no! Never mind. Oh, oh no! Never mind. That's, that's, that's a critical fail and a two. Okay. So, <laughs> Mavis, in the process of installing this cyberware, you're getting to the point where you really need to start making some deep incisions. Yup. And Sadoy sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. So, whatever your role is going to be from here, I'm going to subtract. 2d6 from whatever your result is to determine whether or not you can still install this thing. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's fucked up. So I'd like you to attempt to install this cyberware with a minus 2d6, which I'm going to roll now. Oh, oh thank <laughs> God. 
Only minus three. <laughs> fingers crossed. Seriously, cross your fingers. It'll keep your nerves in place. <laughs> no! Come on, you've got to be kidding me. So that's a 13, and what's the DV that we're looking for? We are looking for a 15. <laughs> Oh, I would have done it had you not had you not been a big baby. Well, you should have fucking given me local in a stamping, okay? And it would have stopped your heart. Before you guys begin yelling at each other, uh, here's what happens. So, Sedoy, you're you're kind of hyped up on the synth coke, but this is beginning to hurt. You're getting cut into the, your arm by the side where Mavis is planning on removing a big chunk of your arm to install this cooling system. And in the process of it, while you're doing it, you kind of, you feel your nose start itching and you instinctually bring up the arm that Mavis is operating on to, to cover your to cover your face because you're not a monster. And as you do so, it slashes into your arm. You scream and in the process, Mavis, you see the connection you were wanting to make to the cyberware doesn't get made and it just slips out. And in slow motion, as it tumbles, it hits the ground and shatters into pieces. Fuck! Well, goddammit, you big baby! Okay. I thought you okay. were big, rough, and tough tech um, girl. You're like, you, you could have been a solo. Well, that's what you said. Couldn't be a solo with this kind of fucking pain management. Jesus. You are fucking doing surgery on my arm. So do I apply the torn muscle critical injury to your oh, character? No. <laughs> Hey, Sedoy! 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 Da, da, da. Mavis literally like rips off one half of her lab coat, takes the scalpel, and just runs it down the top of her arm. Uh, it doesn't fucking flinch. Jesus, are you sure? Yeah. Uh, let's have you do a resist torture slash drugs. I'll fucking do it. Mavis is terrified. 12. That's a 12. That's a 12. That's not great. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Mavis talks of this really big game is like, Hey, Sedoy! Grabs the scalpel, jabs it into her arm, and starts bringing it down. And then her face like shrivels up a little bit, and you can see tears begin to form. But she's like glaring at you while she's doing this. Fuck! Well, now we both fucking hurt. Are you happy? <laughs> what the fuck? Sit there a moment. Let me just handle this, and then I'll handle you. Listen, can you just give me the local anesthetic? Install that the other one inside my arm now that my arm is already fucking open and I'll build you another one later. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do that. Just give me a second. Unless you want me operating on you while my blood's running into you, I just need to sew this one up first. Acceptable. Mavis is so intense. <laughs> you are fucking weird, Mavis. Why you cut yourself like some idiot? I'm used to working with gangers, okay? You have to show you're tough. Well, <laughs> if you don't show you're tough, you get eaten alive. And I mean that literally. I've seen that happen, Sedoy. Mavis, being idiot is not being tough. Well, you tell that to nice city gangers, all right? At this point, um, <laughs> Iso and Reed, you two have woken up with the sound of the commotion. It's about 9 a.m. There's a bit of screaming, and you, you hear something shatter. It's coming from Mavis's apartment. You're not quite sure what it is, but it sounds like it's serious. <laughs> Iso tries to get up, but feels very stiff from all the recovering injuries. Reed just sort of drags himself up, puts on this fucking undershirt, and just walks towards the fucking door and just hammers on it. The fuck is going on in there? Oh, 
Hang on. I like answer the door with like a scalpel between my teeth. You see Meta running around in the background with like suture thread like coming out off of him. He's just running around with it. Splish, splish. And Sadoi's there like with her arm like fully splayed open against the table and drugged out eyes. And I'm bleeding like a motherfucker. Reed just like sighs, scratches his head with his fucking gun. Holsters it again. <laughs> We're doing medicine, okay? Can't you see that? I'm going back to fucking bed. No, come inside. Bring Iso. Oh, At that fuck. moment, Iso peeks out of his front door. Like, what the fuck is going on? Apparently, she needs someone to hold her down because she's a big baby. Iso and Reed have entered into Mavis's <laughs> apartment where you see the scene that's there. It's clear that there was some sort of installation that was going on currently with Sadoi. But something has gone terribly wrong because Sadoi has chunks of muscle just like hanging off of the side of her arm. <laughs> Mavis is currently sitting there with like what looks like either Sadoi stabbed her with a scalpel or something, but she's like currently <laughs> attempting to stitch up her own arm and using Meta basically as the person to hold her string while she's doing it, and just like grabbing little bits of it. She seems annoyed. You step inside and notice that there aren't any enemies or anything like that. You're not quite sure where all this wound and blood came from. I didn't expect to say this, but I feel like I got lucky yesterday. Have seats. Tell me what's happening. I want to be catch up. Are you no longer high now? Uh, no, I'm extremely very high. <laughs> God. She's like the highest you can be right now. I am on cock and on some sort of glowing super speed. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. But basically, I have invented this very nice cyberware. I call it the Siberian Arms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look very nice. It looks very painful. Have you been trying to install it right now? Da. Is that thing on the ground as shattered? Da. Why is Mavis's arm cut up? Why is Mavis <laughs> fucked up? I agree. Why is Mavis fucked up? Look, my arm is cut <laughs> open because Sadoi is a big baby who couldn't stay still while I was putting things in her arm. Sadoi, you attacked Mavis? I sneezed, okay? She attacked my sensibility, my professional pride. And how did that cut up your arm? Reasons. Huh? Look, it's not important. What's important is I stabilized some motherfuckers. I don't see a lot of stabilizing going on here, Mavis. It looks very destabilized. What do you think I'm doing? Anyway, while you were a fucking sleep, we had a job for us three. Turns yeah. out we couldn't fucking wake you up because you were in a goddamn cocaine coma or whatever it was. I had stayed up all night to, to invent new cyberware to make you be cool. Right. I'm sorry I wanted to survive Heatwave. Yeah, so did we. Um, we ended up doing a job for Nico. Uh, we've got some hardware to be installed today, right? Yeah, we got some coupons for some kind of Scott Young's discount cybernetics. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. It'll be installed fine, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not, the, the coupon doesn't mention anything about installation. Mm. We'll see. I'm gonna fucking hope it's installed fine. Yeah. I, I don't want to go back here, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You catch Sadoi up on basically everything that had happened. Yeah. Do you mention Raven Darkblood? I feel like that's important. 
Anyway, I made friends with this dude. He's real fucking cool. Like, <laughs> wears like fucking cool black shit. Um, had a fucking sword. Like, who the hell has a sword nowadays? I have a sword. Yeah, and you're like a fucking noble shit or whatever you are. I'm not noble. I am fucking kick ass, baby. You mean a big cry, baby? <laughs> Aren't Russian nobles called oligarchs? Oligarch, yeah, duh. Oligarchs, that's the one. Oh, you were an oligarch, okay. Uh, Neat, my, my father was oligarch. Doesn't that make you that too? Yeah. What? <laughs> Look, it's a long story, but basically some piece of shit company kicked us out. Killed my father and fucked everything up. I'm no oligarch. I lived in the Starscraper until then, so I never got chance to uh, become big oligarch lady or whatever you right. think. Uh, sorry for opening that can of worms. Yeah, I feel kind of shitty now. Well, you should. But I don't! I'm on coke! <laughs> <laughs> so at, the, at this point, Mavis has finished stabilizing herself. Let's make some rolls to see how that hurts. Honestly, I would say you, you've got the time, so you're probably not going to fuck this up too badly, but... Oh, well, no, that's cool. That's fine. 16 and paramedic is still fine. Well, boys, this might take a while. It's going to take me a... Uh... Let me just have a look. And she like, adjusts her glasses and looks down at the arm and goes... Mm gonna take me maybe about four hours to fix that up oh i can probably fit the cyberware at the same time and you will use local anesthetic this time well triple drug cannot be bad we'll talk about it we'll use some form of pain numbing agent because you're a big baby and i can say that because you can't punch me right now because that arm is fucked <laughs> <laughs> So Reed and Iso basically put their plan together if they got to go figure out what the deal is with these coupons. Mavis and Sadoy have the next four hours pretty booked solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, after you're done with that, Sadoy, come find me. Do you fancy fucking with some water regulators? Right, we also made some enemies, and that's why we need Yeah, them. right. That's what we're trying to fix right now. Yeah, do I get share of pay for this job? I've got a Coke. <laughs> oh, I'll do it. <laughs> I I look up from the arm covered in blood and just like look up to the other two and go, oh yeah, I meant to talk to you guys um while we're all together. Uh, the other day, you know, I had that job installing cyberware. It went a lot better than this one because they could stay still. The last lady I I, I put it in, she uh -huh. she had a chip like the blue chips. So pause real quick. As you say this, every single person's communicator goes off at the same time. This one is not in Russian. Like, there's no Russian accent. Oh, shit. It's unusual. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You check your phones and it says, please tune into the nearest TV for a special message from Baxter Callum, Lexi Patel, and Mr. Atlas. Wait, what? So, um, I've destroyed that TV, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you destroyed did, that TV. <laughs> Get the TV from my room. Okay. Someone wheel one in, yeah. Also, you look like an AV kid. Go wheel the TV in. So, Mavis, you find this a little odd because the person you were just about to mention was this Lexi Patel person. Yeah. Who's apparently just about to show up on the TV. Yeah. Uh, I definitely look confused and I'm keeping it to myself for the moment just to be on the safe side. All right. You grab the television, <laughs> wheel it in, flip it on. It takes a little bit of time. And so whenever it does cut in, it's in the middle of a small news broadcast. 
there is a robotic voice that's reading a, a newscast that says, Stand by for a live message from Baxter Callum, Lexi Patel, and Mr. Atlas. The third name you do not recognize. The first one you recognize as the founder of the Oasis. The second one Mavis recognizes, but chooses not to say anything. Underneath it, a robotic voice reads out a news assignment that says, This is an official message from the Oasis. Due to changing environmental patterns and circumstances beyond the control of the Oasis, water availability during the next wave will be reduced by up to 30%. Because of these new developments, swamp coolers and other water-based external thermoregulation techniques may be restricted. This restriction will also be in effect for all Outrider and Nomad camps. Refusal to cooperate with water-based thermoregulation restrictions may result in your Nomad or Outrider camp having their Oasis trading license suspended or revoked entirely, causing your Outrider or Nomad camp to be expelled from the Oasis for a period of no less than five years. Please plan accordingly. This message will now repeat. And it repeats itself about twice before cutting in is a handsome green-haired white man with this striking sculpted face that almost seems like he's like ageless. Plugged into the side of his neck is this chip that looks very similar to the blue chips that you've seen so far, but this one looks a bit more purple than blue. He's staring directly at the camera and after a second he begins to speak. Hello everyone from the Oasis. I am Baxter Callum, founder of the Oasis, and I'm here with some news that needs to be shared. I figure it best come from me. Due to unforeseen circumstances beyond our control, the water pressure in the Oasis will be significantly lower during this wave than in previous waves due to an infrastructure issue which we are repairing now. We do not yet have an estimated time frame for completion, but anticipate the work will go smoothly. In the meantime, I'd like to remind everyone that tampering with the automated water regulation systems is a capital crime in the Oasis, as ruptures in our water lines during the wave can cause serious injury or even death for your fellow citizens. Please make all the necessary preparations according to your means. And if you desire excess water above your regulated limit, we invite you to purchase bottled water supplements at any Callum Industry stores for 20% off over the next 48 hours. Additionally, we've got a wide variety of new Callum tech available now to protect you from the wave. You may have noticed the automatically adjusting mirrors that are currently being rolled out to all Oasis-owned buildings. Our readings show this fitting can reduce thermal temperature readings by up to 40 degrees in extreme circumstances. Our newest Callum all-day housing air conditioners have just started being installed, and we've modified last year's models to allow retrofitting to non-Oasis-owned buildings. Now those installation time slots are limited, so contact your nearest Callum Tech dealer today to protect you and your loved ones from the extreme weather. We've made some adjustments to our shipping and infrastructure as well, and to talk more on that, here's Lexi Patel. Lexi Patel, unlike Baxter Callum, has a small subtitle underneath her name when she shows up on screen. You all immediately notice that she has the same sort of purple chip in the side of her neck. Lexi Patel stares at the camera with the look one would give the child of a family friend. Thank you, Baxter. Very happy to announce today that due to our recent infrastructure bills and overhaul of our import and export systems, 
we have reduced the cost of importing and exporting goods to record low amounts, which will be exceedingly helpful during the wave. Our new free trade measurements have allowed installation of over 20,000 coolant units to be installed in the last 48 hours, as well as over 50,000 temporary reflective shelters being provided to our nomadic population, without which none of the Oasis would be possible. These have been provided at rock-bottom, low-cost prices due to our lack of import and export taxes, and we feel like is a perfect example about how our libertarian free trade economy can really bring out the best in people. That being said, during the wave, people aren't always at their best. So we have some improvements to our security systems that will be keeping all of the citizens of the Oasis safe. And to talk about that, I am going to turn this over to Mr. Atlas, who some of you may know as the broker. Both the broker and Mr. Atlas are not names that you recognize. You're, you're new here, so that's not that unusual. The camera then goes black for a second, and then some white text appears that says pre-recorded message from Mr. Atlas. It then cuts to a dark room that's clearly like at a completely different place, showing a rather large, hairless white man dressed in a very fine looking suit, sitting at the controls of a spider chair, which is a eight-legged mobility assistance device, not dissimilar to like a wheelchair from uh, our time. As the camera focuses, you can see he has a full cranial cybernetic replacement, meaning the entire front part of his skull has been replaced and covered with thick steel or chrome plating of some sort, giving the impression that he has this retro VR helmet permanently welded to his face. And sure enough, he also has a bluish purple chip in his neck. After a brief pause, he speaks in kind of a slow, halting voice as if he's constantly being distracted by something, though whatever that is, you're not quite sure. He turns slightly towards the camera, though you can't see where he's looking, so you're not really quite sure what the purpose of that is. Hello. For those of you that aren't aware of who I am, I am Mr. Atlas. Thank you to the fine work of the Oasis cybernetic engineers and the Oasis robotics department. I am happy to announce that the Oasis police department is releasing 250 autonomous bipedal police drones to help keep the peace during these uncertain times. We urge all citizens of the Oasis to treat these autonomous police drones as if they were members of the Oasis police security themselves. Failure to comply will result in charges being filed. And as a final note, due to the severe restrictions on water that Baxter Callum and Lexi Patel have mentioned, during this wave crisis, the seasonal hackathon will not be occurring. Thank you for your time. And then the screen goes dark. This has been Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, Episode 22, Thermo Deregulation. Thanks for listening, for all your kind ratings and comments, and a special thanks to all those that joined our Discord. 
We got a lot of new citizens this week, so if you'd like to join us and chat with the cast, or lament the slow metamorphosis of our society into a capitalist dystopia hellscape, you can check out our website at TalesFromTheOasis.com. The public Discord link is in the top right-hand side of the page. Before we go, we hit some very cool milestones at Oasis HQ this week, so to talk about that, here is, well, also me, but recorded earlier this week. Hello everyone, Artemis the Narrator here, and I've got some very exciting news to share. Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis has just passed 10,000 listens. The reception to our little narrative radio play has been amazing so far, and we're so honored that y'all continue to come back week after week and give us a little bit of your time. To all our fans that made this possible, thank you, truly, from the bottom of my heart. An extra special thanks to our dedicated Patreon supporters as well. Your monthly contributions help keep the lights on over here at Oasis HQ. We appreciate the support and strive every day to make sure you're getting your money's worth. Of course, the Oasis wouldn't look and feel like it did without the amazing work of Starling. They're an incredible artist, and it is an absolute honor to have them illustrating our adventures. And lastly, Tales from the Oasis literally could not happen without the dedication and talent of our amazing cast. Andrea, Jamie, Jen, Martin, y'all are fantastic role players, and it is an honor to craft stories for you. Here's to our first 10,000 listens, and looking forward to adding another zero on the end of that count. Also, thanks to JD, Paul, Soul, and everyone else I missed. See you next week. Yeah.